The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and I'm joined by my buddies, Ryan Wilson and John Breach, who rudely are denying my freedoms as an American to watch Champions League soccer on CBS Sports All Access right now by making me podcast after the trade deadline. I want to hold on to this Ajax bet. I need them to hit the money line. I feel pretty good about Byron, the Baron over Byron. It's it's Ajax if you want to get it right. Oh, is it Ajax? It's not Ajax. Like that. I mean, I mispronounce everything. So let's dishwashing detergent. Well, the irony, Brenton, is if there was one year we maybe didn't even need to do a trade deadline podcast, it was this year. Uh, but by the way, you can watch Champions League, all the Champions League action on CBS All Access, and it frankly is just a great deal. Monthly subscription, our OTT service. Every single Champions League game. <laughs> what? Uh, as you're doing the OTT read, Debo mentions to us, you can skip the OTT read. <laughs> Ryan, there's multiple OTT reads. Go on. And he knows that, and I know that. He was communicating to us. not to, He was communicating to me, not to us. <laughs> Go ahead and yuck it up now. Anyway, it's uh, CBS All Access is our OTT streaming service. The only place, oh my goodness, that's going to be a penalty, possibly, on Ajax. And uh, it's the only place you can watch all the Champions League games, including the, go- I'm going to say it wrong, Golazo! Is that right? Yeah. It's the Golazo! Uh, it's basically like red zone for soccer, and it's fantastic. It is insane drama. And I got to tell you, betting on Champions League games is a lot of fun. Betting on soccer is like the best sweat in the world, besides golf. Yeah, it's pretty intense. I don't bet on it, but just like watching it, if you have a vested interest. And also, I'll say this, and I don't think we say this, a lot of times when we watch football games, or even any American sports, we bellyache about the announcers. Oh, yeah, so I can good. watch, the announcers are so good so for good. for soccer, and especially CBS All Access announcers. They're great. They all have fantastic accents. They all know what they're talking about. And when you listen to them, you sort of realize that you don't have to say every single thing that happens. But the sort of the phraseology they use is completely different than watching American sports. And their um, vocabulary is is mind blowing. They might be smarter than us, is what I'm saying. Uh, like the you and I were 
while we were waiting for the two other people on this podcast, uh, Debo and Breach to show up 20 minutes late and then complain that we couldn't get started early. Uh, we were watching it and, and you heard, uh, one of the, uh, Baron guys like fell, he, like he was acting like he took a flop inside the box while he was trying to score. And the guy's like, yeah, it's a yellow card for a simulation. And it's like, it's just like those, the, like that simple descriptor tells you everything you need to know. And then he doesn't have, it's not like, well, Al, now as you can see, he laid out over his leg and fell forwards, causing him to trip and fall, acting as if it, it's like, just suddenly it's not necessary. You don't need to break it down like that. It's like, go, it's like, and yellow card for simulation and they just move on. And it's, 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 it is delightful. Yep. Six to two, Bairn. 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 Anyway, I'm trying to get into soccer. I like it. I don't. That makes feelings. And it's, it's, soccer's more exciting than the trade deadline was because the mm-hmm. trade deadline was terrible. Nothing happened. What, who was traded? Nobody was, uh, Isaiah Ford was the only guy who was traded on the day of the trade deadline. Oh, DeAndre Washington. To, uh, De, uh, De, Isaiah Ford was traded from the Dolphins of the Patriots for a 2022 seventh round pick. And, uh, we saw DeAndre Washington traded at the last minute. So in lieu of breaking down those trades at length, we'll get to them in a minute. My dog is attacking me. Uh, let's talk about the trades that didn't happen. Number one, Will Fuller was not traded by the Houston Texans. Many people thought he would be, and uh, Houston held on to him. Apparently the Packers, who obviously need help at wide receiver, engaged the, the Texans about a possible trade but ultimately could not come to a deal. Who wins and who loses in this situation, Ryan? Packers lose. I sent out probably my best tweet of, of the month in regards to this um, because Diane Rossini ESPN tweeted out this afternoon, I'm, I'm told the Green Bay Packers have discussed trading for Texans receiver Will Fuller. However, there's been a disagreement in Green Bay at the highest levels of the organization over whether or not adding an elite receiver in the short term would be worth the spend. And that, to me, makes absolutely zero sense. So we know how the things worked out in the draft. They didn't take a receiver in the draft. I think they signed one uh, as an undrafted free agent and ended up cutting that person. They cut Travis Fulgham in August, who is now, Debo might agree, one of the best players on the on the uh, Eagles offense. And the Packers' first three-round picks, which is Jordan Love, uh, A.J. Dillon, the running back, and Josh Tagore, the, the tight end, they've combined for zero pass attempts, 23 rushes for 97 yards, Two catches and zero touchdowns. And I included a handy little graphic of all the wide receivers drafted between picks 32 and 128. And every single one of them except one, Lynn Bowden Jr., who was traded from the Raiders to the uh, Dolphins, um, would have helped him and helped him immensely. And now they didn't have that, which would have been a cheaper option than paying Will Fuller. Now they don't have Will Fuller. So now it's Devontae Adams, and that's pretty much it. So Breach and I discussed the uh, the Packers on the HQ show. We talked about it at 4 o'clock. They, to me, were sort of like the Seahawks uh, in terms of being similar in that their offense runs through the quarterback and their defense stinks. But now, and we can talk about Carlos Delnap going from Brent, uh, Breach's Bengals to the Seahawks. I feel like the Seahawks are much better in much better shape than the Packers are because the Packers are so stubborn about this wide receiver thing. Absolutely, they're so stubborn about it. Devontae Adams was literally asked about it today, and his quote was, I wouldn't say there's a need, but I don't think it's any secret that could help us. I wouldn't be opposed to it. End quote. He's a receiver. You know what receivers want? They want the ball. They don't want new receivers on their team. 
if your star receiver saying, hey, maybe we should bring somebody else in, maybe that is a sign uh, that the front office needs to get their act together, stop bickering, and just trade for a receiver. And honestly, the Packers, if there is a disagreement in the front office, the Packers really should just be tweeting out a poll since the team is publicly owned and letting the fans decide. Uh, so that is the route they should have gone. I was surprised they didn't pull the trigger. And I have to say, how disappointed do you think every team in the NFL is and was that Bill O'Brien got fired. I mean, can you imagine the fire sale the Texans would have had today if Bill O'Brien was still the coach in Houston? It, Deshaun Watson would have been throwing to himself this week because he would not have had any wide receivers left, probably no offensive linemen. I don't even know who would be on the Texans roster at this point. Uh, but I, I would say if I'm the Packers, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, if I'm Devontae Adams, if I'm any part of that offense or even the defense, because you know the only way that defense is going to be able to stop anyone is if the offense is on the field and the defense is not, uh, I'm, I'm, I would be disappointed that they didn't add a receiver. Yeah, I will say this. The Texans, by all accounts, and, and look, I think that this is not – the Texans reportedly wanted a second-round pick for Will Fuller. Done. What's the problem? No. no. He's a free agent after this year. You got a lot of free agents you got to pay. Uh, do you know what the Packers did with their second round pick? Yes. Number one. Number two. If I said it will only cost you a second round pick to win the Super Bowl. Well, that's a bit brash. I mean, adding Will Fuller is not winning the Super Bowl. They have no defense. Their defense stinks. This team is arguably the best team in the NFC. It's them in Seattle. Uh, Tampa Bay, too. Yeah. But still. beat them 38 to 10. Well, (laughs) Yeah, but uh, they didn't have a, they didn't have a wide receiver. That's my point. <laughs> the receiver would have helped. And guess what? They got Antonio Brown. I'm not saying the Packers should got Antonio Brown because I don't think he should be in the league until they get all that other stuff sorted out off the field. And um, you know, he's, and again, I'm not against second chances. He had five or six. But uh, what did it cost the 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 uh, the Bucks to get Antonio Brown? A ham sandwich. So there were other options. Well, again, and I they, think I was just say real quick, Wilson. That is the key right there. Is that Every other NFC contender got better. The Buccaneers added Antonio Brown. The Saints went out and added Quan Alexander. Uh, the Packers are just sitting still and doing nothing. So I think that was part of it that made it perplexing because you see there were some of the contenders trying to add talent, and Green Bay just like, nah, we're fine. We lost 38-10 to 10 a couple weeks ago, but we're fine. But they didn't lose because they didn't have Will Fuller. They have one receiver. So what are you willing to give up for Will Fuller? Not a second-round pick. I think this is not about the Packers being unwilling to spend on a receiver to rent a receiver for eight games. That's, you're talking about a pick that could end up. It's a pattern of behavior going back to the draft is my point. Well, I, I don't – but I'm not lumping together – you can't lump together the draft decision with the, the trade decision. But, I mean, I don't disagree that that it would be like – like would you guys like A.J. Dillon for Will Fuller? Because we'll do that deal. Um, my issue is that – I think the Texans' problem here is Jack Easterby's the guy negotiating this. He wildly overvalued Will Fuller, like what Will Fuller was worth on the market. Take a third for him. I think the Packers might have done that. Because you're, you're probably getting a late third, a compensatory pick for Will Fuller if he walks in free agency, if you don't end up signing. Yes. Him. And right. that's what you get if you trade with the Packers. Because the but Packers it, are going to be in the playoffs or getting a late third. It's a difference of like five spots. So why waste the... Why give them away? Right, but apparently the Packers were only willing to do a fourth, maybe. That's got to be the case, right? And the Texans wanted a second. Maybe they were willing to come back to a third. If you're Wait, the Packers, you, you should have done a third-round pick. Do you, know that that they, do you know that the Packers reportedly would only do a fourth, or are you just speculating? Well, I'm 
assuming that if the Packers were willing to do a third, the Texans would have done it. Like you said, Jack Easterby doesn't know anything about football, so who knows? Right. I mean, again, like the, the Texans, if I'm a Texans fan, I am absolutely and utterly panicked about the future. Fair enough, but this deal has nothing to do with that. I'm more, I'm angrier if I'm a Packers fan that they didn't give up a second round pick for Will Fuller if that's what it took. Cause that second round pick is going to be pick 62. Who gives a crap? I don't, I wouldn't give up a second round pick for Will Fuller. Well, good. We can all watch together as the Packers uh, don't do well in the playoffs because they have one receiver. You double team Devontae Adams. What's plan B? Are they going to get Alan Lazard back? Are you kidding me right now? No, Alan Lazard's good. Well, they need everyone back because they're going to be throwing it on every single down because they have one healthy running back. The other one's in COVID well, and Aaron Jones is hurt. That's a little disingenuous. I mean, like Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon are close contact COVID situations. Like that's They can't why... play, but they can't play. They're, but they're, right. not, they're not out for the season. They're just going to miss Thursday, and they'll be back. Uh, and you know what? Will Fuller and Matt Lafleur actually have some ties together. So I, I bet it sounds like if there was some disagreement that Matt Lafleur wanted Will Fuller, and uh, the GM basically said, "Yeah, we're not giving up a second round pick." I feel like Will Fuller would have pulled the trigger here if it was up to him. It they were make any sense. Notre Dame together. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's a little weird. I would not have traded a second round pick for him. That's fine, but I, I how and, what, and you, if your point is like, well, they could have drafted a receiver in the second round before. Yes, that is true, but this is a veteran who's on the final year of his deal. Like he, he's not cost controlled. Like it's, you're it's a pattern of behavior. What, pick. The, I just don't understand what the plan is. Is my point. The plan is to, to win football games with Aaron Rodgers without wide receivers. Okay, I get it. That's the plan. I mean, what? What do you get? They I mean, drafted like, AJ Dillon and Josh. Devontae Adams has like a thirty percent target share. Like, how many targets is Will Fuller really getting here? Well, I think what Will Snyder is saying is, if you're the Packers and you are going all in for the Super Bowl this year, then you give up the second round pick. If yeah. you're not going all in, then you don't. It's it's that simple. How are you going to well, win? How are you going to win a Super Bowl with one wide receiver? That's what I don't understand why you're dying on that hill. I mean, do you think that I, I, I love Will Fuller? I'm just saying I wouldn't give up a second round pick for an eight game rental of Will Fuller. I think that would be bad. Put it to you this way. Now we can, we can, we can all agree that the Packers have done a poor job planning out how they want to address the wide receiver two position. Let me turn it around on you. You don't be the GM. Be Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Aaron, we're thinking about giving him a second round pick for, for Will Fuller. Would you want to do that? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're trading me in two years anyway. I don't care. He's like, this is my last year here anyway. I don't care. I don't know. That's fine. Maybe they win the Super Bowl with one player. If they do. I understand what you're saying. And I think that they should have pressed hard to get Will Fuller. But I think that the problem was if you're the, if you're the Texans, you don't give up a fourth round pick for, you don't take him for a fourth round pick. Well, Brent, let me ask you this. Do you think the Packers, as they are currently constructed, can win the Super Bowl? Here? No, probably not. Okay. And now let me ask you this. Is there any move they could have made today that would have changed your mind? Yes. They could have drafted some run defense. They could have acquired some run defense. Shut up. Get out you know they could have done? They could have traded. You give up. Um, I also think they might have had salary cap issues. Am I thinking about that right? Um, you give up. A, now, here's what would have been fine with me. Tell the Texans you'll give them a third-round pick, and if you make it to the Super Bowl, it, 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 can, it becomes yeah. a second-round pick. Okay, cool. Because I, I, like I like that. If I knew I was going to get to the Super Bowl, I would be willing to give up a second-round pick for Will Fuller. If like Will Fuller plays fifty percent of the snaps in the Super Bowl, then you you it becomes a second round pick, yeah. win or lose. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that would, that would be a different story. And that's a pretty tough condition to tack onto there. But I think if you're the Texans, if you know you're not going to re-sign Will Fuller, you're willing to move up X number of spots in order to get, in order to get, you know, to get, you're willing to give away to move up X number of spots. Now you also have to worry about alienating your quarterback. You can't take a fourth for him. And if you're, if you're Green Bay, I just don't think you give up a second for him. I think it's too much. Well, and if, really if you play. do the conditional thing that you're mentioning, if the Packers get to the Super Bowl, that means all you gave up to get Will Fuller is either the 63rd or 64th pick in the right. draft, which is absolutely worth it. And by the way, think about it this way. Uh, well, we, we, we crushed the, the Patriots for this last year, but most of is about 45,000 times worse than Will Fuller, and they get the second-round pick for him. Will Fuller is worth a second-round pick if you're the Packers. Because the Patriots were all in, but they lost. Right. Because Brady only had one receiver to throw to, just like. Yeah, and guess what? He had a great defense. You're a terrible team. You're fired, Brinson. <laughs> I'm not fired. You're fired because you're you're Bill O'Brien with no draft picks. You're right, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Nick, let's take a break, and when we come back, we will talk about those Patriots. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run to the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right. So the New England Patriots. Hey, before you get to the Patriots, let me ask you this, this question. It's sort of arbitrary, but it, it's probably the most interesting thing we'll talk about after the Packers, given how the trade deadline went down. Uh, just randomly, if you were asked this question, how would you answer it as, as John Breacher or Will Brinson? Is Adam Gase part of the solution for the Jets? Yeah. He? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Cause Joe Douglas said yes. And maybe that he didn't say the Trevor Lawrence part, but maybe that's what he was insinuating. You think okay. they sat down one day and uh Douglas is like, hey, man, what's the plan? And Gase is like, hey, I'm trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Just you just sit back. Let me lose all these games and we'll be good. And then he's going to get fired when he goes two and 14 with Trevor Lawrence. All right. Well, that actually segues to the Patriots. You may very well be trying to get to Trevor Lawrence, too. What are we going to say about New England? Um, That New England did not trade Stephon Gilmore or Cam Newton, who I don't think they were going to trade. Uh, by the way, did you hear Bill Bill Belichick on WEEI? We should grab this uh, audio, but I but I forgot to mention it to Debo. Um, talking about somebody asked him about ex- how he's making excuses with the salary cap. What did he say to that? His reply was uh, like, for, for, it sounded like he was about to go off, and he's like, "I mean, I don't know what to tell you." He's like, "We, you know, we didn't have any cap space. Like, we could only pay Cam Newton a million dollars. We like we paid Cam a million because we had no cap space, and that was before everybody opted out, obviously." And he's like. What do you, I mean, I don't know if you want me to say we, we went all in for the last five years and we won three Super Bowls and we played in another one and then we were in the AFC championship game in the fifth year. I mean, what do you want me to say? It's a pretty good answer. So I will, I mean, like, I understand why people are like bringing it up. It's because the standard 
is so absurd for the New England Patriots that when they have one off year, people are like, people in Boston are apt like, Belichick lost his fastball. But they still have, according to Spotchuck, they still have 26 million in cap space right now. They've already opted out. Yeah, but you still have 26 million available. No, well, Belichick was actually asked about the planning for next year. He was asked about that today. And he basically uh-huh. said, uh, yeah, that's a great question. And we are saving this cap space and we're going to be able to rebuild this entire roster going into 2021. This is, you know, like we don't have a quarter or, you know, we let Brady go. We didn't go out and sign any high price free agents. We had a bunch of guys opt out. This is just a wild card year. If we play well, exactly. awesome. If we don't, whatever, I'm planning for next year. So yeah, so they, that, they that's have how 26, we 26 million right now for each and they all have 70 million as we sit here for 2021. I, I do think, and I think there's something, there's like something fair to that, that notion where everything, like, like if you're, if you're okay the Patriots and you know that Tom Brady, you're letting Tom Brady walk and that you've decided to, you've decided to move on from the Brady era. You didn't need to go out and just like, like waste, like you didn't need to go all in on 2020. We don't know that the season will finish, you know, still like, like we have no idea. It's, it is. Everything is, I mean, they're, they're doing a contingency plan for eight teams in the playoffs in case teams miss games. So that should tell you everything you need to know about the future. And so I think Bill Belichick, I don't want to try to like, you know, make excuses for him or give him too much credit, but I do think he was sitting there in, in February and March, or I guess in March and April and in May and thinking like, all right, you know, like, I mean, we don't know that we're going to have a football season that starts on time. This is not the year to go all in. You know, and that's a fair approach to it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to hate on for it. It's just weird to see them truly terrible. He's been like five moves ahead of everyone else for the past 20 years. There's no doubt in my mind that he is still five moves ahead of everyone like else. He has, he has no problem with the fact that this team is two and six. I mean, I don't think he likes it. Uh, yeah, I don't think he likes it, but I don't think he's are two and five. I don't think he's worried about it. They could also have easily beaten the Seahawks and the Bills. And at that point, they would be, uh, what, four and three or four, four and, and three? Yeah. Four and three. Four, four and three or four and four, four and four. They're two and five. Yeah. So they'd be, yeah, four and three and at the, like it, near the top of the division. So now the Stefan Gilmore thing is a little different because he hasn't played very well. He's unhappy with his contract situation. Do you think this is a case of, Belichick just not being able to find the necess- like the requisite value out there in the middle of the season? Well, the requisite value was reportedly a first-round pick and another player. Who's giving up a first-round pick for Steph Gilmore? Like, what team desperately needs a cornerback to be the difference maker in their Super Bowl run? The Packers. Titans? Just kidding. I don't think you can give up a first. And, again, like, it's been reported, and this is this is just true. Like, this is just sort of general knowledge across the NFL. But with a lower – and we talked about this in HQ. The lower salary cap. Draft picks, because of their, you know, cost controlled nature, are going to be more valuable in 2021. Like people don't know what the salary cap is going to be. You can't spend your way out of a positional problem in, in, but you can draft something. Like you can, I, I, I guarantee you that if the salary cap shrinks, we're going to see a bunch of need based drafting in the first round. So I don't think you can trade a first round pick for Stefan Gilmore, given his contract, given that he's going to want some more money, given that his play has dipped significantly. And given that, you know, I mean, you're buying high on somebody that was, is you're buying high from Bill Belichick, which generally doesn't work out well for people. Yeah. I mean, but also, you know, there's that report that he was looking for a new contract possibly because 
giving up a first round pick wouldn't have been horrible if you think you can win a Super Bowl. And also, you have him under contract next season for a base salary of just $7 million, which is incredibly low sum for a, a shutdown star corner. And so for that, if I knew that's what I'm getting, then I'm willing to make the trade if I think I'm a contender. But, you know, if you go in the offseason and Gilmore is saying, yeah, I'm going to hold out and you're going to have to pay me more money. And then now you're staring at the $175 million salary cap, knowing that you have to get a contract done with Gilmore. And if you don't get a contract done, then you just threw away a first round pick. Then it becomes an issue. So there was definitely some diciness there. But if you're the Patriots, there was no downside here. You put out the feelers. You let it know what your asking price is. If somebody pays it, then boom, you're in business. And if someone doesn't, you keep the 2019 defensive player of the year in your roster for a few more games and then figure it out in the offseason. That's great. I would not have trade. I would not have given up a second round pick for Will Fuller, and I would not give up a first round pick for Stephon Gilmore. I think I think that both of those asking prices in this season are too much, especially yeah. when and with Will Fuller. By the way, if you trade for him today, it's not even an eight game rental. Have the Packers had their buy? I don't know, but the point is, if they if they're going to make a deep playoff run and get to the Super Bowl, it's worth it. I under I understand that, but you would even the get Packers him have had their buy. Packers have had their buy, so you would get him for seven games because you wouldn't get him this week because of COVID protocols. But what you know. Uh, all right, let's talk about some of the trades that actually happened. Who won the trades? Patriots oh. get Isaiah Ford from the Dolphins for, oh, sorry, do you have something else, Ryan? That's a stupid one. No one cares about that. <laughs> what do you want to say about Isaiah Ford? <laughs> My winner is Cam Newton because he has someone else to throw to. Does he though? <laughs> What's your favorite Isaiah Ford NFL moment breach? <laughs> um, the one where he caught the pass in that one game. <laughs> the one where he got traded to the Patriots. That's my favorite moment. I mean, it's for a 2022 seventh round pick. I guess were the Dolphins cutting him? Like, well, that's, it's sort of weird. He's a decent little player. Is he? What do you like about him? I mean, he's quick, shifty. You know, you he's, can use him as a slot guy. I think he's a great pickup for the Patriots. Seven catches for 76 Dolphins, yards. And we I'd be too. petrified about trading a short, shifty slot wide receiver to the, to the Patriots. The last thing it turned into Wes Welker. He's 6'2. What are you talking about? He's tall. He's not like Megatron. Wes Welker's 4'2. Two. He's two feet taller than Wes Welker. Wes Welker is actually my size, like 5'8. My, my, you're 5'2. Favorite... <laughs> Cue it up. That was an election day dunking. <laughs> am I thinking of somebody, maybe, am I thinking of Jeremiah Grant instead of Isaiah Ford? You're thinking, you're thinking of Jakeem, uh, Jakeem Grant, yeah. Uh, my favorite draft day, a uh, draft day. What are we on here? The trade deadline. Trade was uh, I talked about an HQ. Maybe I didn't think of Jakeem Grant or Jeremiah Grant. <laughs> yeah, I think you are. Um, <laughs> that is a terrible trade. Yeah, I was like, why do you care about this? Reaches Carlos Dunlap goes from the Bengals to the Seahawks, and as I said on HQ, I think it's, uh, exactly what the Seahawks need in terms of an edge rusher. They're getting Jamal Adams back as as Brinson finally realizes who Isaiah Ford really is. You can see the look on his face. <laughs> and uh, Dunlap got out of a situation breach in Cincinnati where he clearly did not want to be. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to sell your house on Twitter after a game, you you are clearly disgruntled. And, Ryan, I do agree with you that. And you know what? The Seahawks, Dunlap didn't have – hasn't been great this season in Cincinnati, but he has been good in past seasons. And if you're the Seahawks, you can't really downgrade at any position at this point because your defense is so bad. So I th- I, I do agree with you. That was a good one. Uh, my winner was the Chargers – or the Titans trading with the Chargers to land Desmond King. Look, you know, if you watch the Titans play on Sunday, that upset happened because – Titans have no pass rush, and they have, their secondary has been struggling all year. You got to do something in one of those spots, and they did something in the secondary by adding Desmond King. They've been dealing with injuries. Dory Jackson's been injured. Christian Fulton's been injured. 
and so I think that Desmond King's going to go in there. He's going to be an instant help. And they only gave up a sixth round draft pick. I feel like the compensation there, uh, was really good for Tennessee. Uh, cause back to the Dunlap deal real quick. At least the Bengals got an offensive lineman. Dunlap wasn't playing, but their offensive line is horrible. They need all the depth they could get there. Uh, and so getting DJ Finney in the deal, you actually feel good about it if you're the Bengals. I don't know how the Chargers feel good giving up Desmond King for a six round pick. I'm with you. And if the conversation is Desmond King for a six round pick or Steph Gilmore for a first round pick, another player. I mean, I'm hanging on the phone every time for stuff. Like <laughs> I'm not doing that. You're taking Desmond King, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, this and the Quan Alexander trade were sort of let's dump some cash. Not that he had a whole lot of cash left on his, his rookie contract. I think Quan has a little bit left. Quan did. Quan yeah. was a cash dump from a team that sort of realized it was – like I think the Chargers kind of realized, all right, like we're not going to extend this guy – Let's get something for him. Although you would think you get maybe a better compensate compensatory pick if he walked, um, if he walked yeah. here. Oh yeah, weird. I don't know. Well, and we talked about people not making trades because of the potential salary cap for next year. The Saints don't give a crap. They are that's a team who's all in. The Packers won't get a receiver. You know what the Saints did? They had a Quan Alexander who has a four-year, fifty-four million dollar contract. He's only in the second season of that. And when you add in his money, that puts the Saints' projected salary cap for 2021. They are now projected to be $100 million over the cap. I don't even know how you fix it. I don't even know where you begin. I don't know who you can cut. I don't know what you can do to slice $100 million off to get down to where you need to be. But again, the Saints are a team. They are all in. They don't care about next year's salary cap. They said, you know what? We'll, we'll add that four-year $54 million deal, and we'll figure it out in the offseason after we win the Super Bowl. Okay, fair enough. Are you surprised the Bengals didn't trade more players, Breach? Uh, I, I think that, you know, you talk about A.J. Green or John Ross. I think as well as they've been playing, I feel like Zach Taylor just wants to put the guys that Joe Burrow has been throwing to in practice, in games, keep him comfortable, and, and just roll with those guys and let them leave in the offseason. So uh, just because they've been playing so well the last few weeks, I let wasn't me, just, surprised. Just to be clear. AJ Green and John Ross are playing well, or the Bengals are playing well. AJ Green's been playing well, uh, pretty well the last couple weeks. John Ross has not because uh, he's been active a couple times all right. over the place. But I think it's a matter of, you know, if there's eight playoff spots, all of a sudden the Bengals have a little bit of hope. And if if somebody gets injured, like AJ Green, who uh, is injury prone, you have John Ross to kind of step in there. And the last couple weeks, Ryan, uh, against the Colts. A.J. Green, eight catches, 96 yards. A week later, seven catches, 82 yards against the Browns. So he's been pretty solid the last three weeks. He's kind of getting a connection going with Burrow. So yeah. I, you, it makes sense. He does not look like the same player. Will you agree with that? I would agree with that. So, Brenton, if you're um, the, the Green Bay ownership, all 50,000 of you, <laughs> are you trading a third-round pick for A.J. Green? No. no, Hell okay. no. Would you do that trade as the Bengals preach? I, if you're the Packers, cause his contract expires after this year, you don't have to no, pay if you're him the anything. Bengals. If you're the Bengals. Uh, yes. Yeah, of yes. course you do. Yes. The Bengals would take that in a heartbeat. They're not getting a third round compensatory pick for AJ Green. They shouldn't. Breach, Breach probably thinks they are. Uh, they might still get a first. Get a first, the first, the first ever first, first round ever pick compensatory first. pick. <laughs> Andy Dalton. Um, I actually don't think the Packers could have acquired AJ Green. I don't think they have the salary. They have six point seven nine one million dollars in salary cap space, and AJ Green would take up more than that. I think. Yeah, it would have been like nine. So what you're saying is less than one percent of the salary cap is devoted to wide receivers in Green Bay. 
and, and all that is Devontae Adams. And all that is Devontae Adams. Yes, that's right. No uh, yeah, it's, it's not a, um, yeah. Um, all right. Well, anything else that we got to get to? Avery Williamson's going to the Steelers. We mentioned on the last podcast. Boom. Boom. He's, the, he's the biggest winner though, right? hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. You go from the Jets to the Steelers. That's just chalking you up in the win column and going to bed. At least Carlos Dunlap was, as we talk about, the, the Bengals are a good football team, um, given their circumstances. They should have more wins. The Jets should have somehow, they should have fewer wins. Debo, can you cut Wilson saying the Bengals are a good football team? Just that, so I can tweet it out. Thank you. I got you. <laughs> he is so done with us. <laughs> I just I just want Breach to go out there and, and perform his civic duty. Yeah, let's get out of here so Breach can go. Oh, that's right. Breach is uh Breach, go. Uh... There you go. Wilson's got Perfect. the shirt on. I'm going to record election, everything. Everybody. May, uh, may Election Day be as buzzworthy as the trade deadline. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice calm. <laughs> nice calm. Normal civic duty business. Go vote, Breach. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.